What's up, everybody? This is the What Kind of Podcast Is This, and I am one of your hosts, the Red Face Monster himself, Zero, and I am with my partner in crime, the the White Linen Don himself, uh, Chaos. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the best damn podcast you can listen. Welcome to What Kind of Podcast Is This. Yeah, and we've been gone for a minute. Now we back, uh, and what a perfect, what a perfect time to be back uh, with uh, Comic Con just uh, wrapping up. Christmas so, for nerds. Yeah, um, Christmas and a few other things uh, put together, but yeah, definitely Christmas for nerds for all the sweaties. All right, peace. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, you know, he did a movie with uh, Sticky Fingers. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a terrible movie. It's like a musical. It's like a, a thug musical. Um, Holy but, shit, I have to look that up. But everyone's like like rapping and shit. So there's, it's, it's, I'm going to look that up. It's a perfect storm of terrible. But it's... <laughs> it's it's a good movie and it's kind of it's funny and just to see because not only did he act in the movie you know he did he uh he direct and i think between him and sticky i believe they directed and did the film photography for it uh wow so yeah that and he was one schnepp was one of the reasons i was watching it i mean i i like sneaky uh sticky but uh it was it was funny that shit was in the movie as much as he was a part of it so <laughs> schnepp was down man that's what i always liked about schnepp man yeah like, he was- he was that. I mean, before uh, the MCU, the best take on Black Panther was his uh, was his take on what he uh, he did a couple episodes of the Black Panther TV show they had for uh, BET a few years oh, ago. Oh yeah, with Domo Haju. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, that to me was that was a great version of that. And I'm like, man, I I was really up when he passed because I'm like, when I first heard about it, I was messed up. Yeah, uh, I was really messed up because I he was one of the reasons I stuck with Collider after uh, uh, Campia left. Mm-hmm. Like he was the main reason because I liked the schmoes and everything. But Schnepp was Schnepp was my boy. Yeah, and it's actually been it's actually coming up on the year anniversary of him. I think it was like this weekend, somewhere around this yeah. weekend was a year. Um, his untimely didn't get to see Endgame or. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, but he probably got an early copy in heaven. So yeah. So, um, but yeah, Snap was the man. If you don't know who John Snap is, uh, uh, you need to look him up. Uh, the dude's a fucking legend. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't think we were gonna even talk about that. But yeah, I, any, any, any anytime I think about comic cons and stuff like that, I just think of, of the sweaties, king of the sweaties yeah. himself. So definitely. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, our reactions and comments and thoughts on Comic-Con. Um, you want to lead us? Oh, where do you begin, man? This was, uh, I'll say this with the exception of like, in my opinion of like a huge trailer that nobody's seen that we like so anticipating. I think this is one of the best Comic-Con in a long time like since comic-con for like comic book movie news and regular and pop culture news of the last, i'll say maybe 50 big thing uh other than in my opinion like the the iron man trailer 
reveal back in what, 06, 07, uh, the Avengers all assembling for the first time, and Batman and Superman assembling face-to-face for the first time ever. I think this is one of my top, like, five Comic-Cons that I really can remember. Um, where to start? Okay, I guess I kind of won the weekend, in my opinion. Not that DC had, you know, pretty much any real good showing. But, um, Phase 4 has been announced for the most part. Um... They still haven't given specifics on certain film dates. They said Black Panther 2 is coming. Captain Marvel 2 is coming. Uh, mutants as a general term. So I'm, that's including Deadpool and including the X-Men. They're coming. Possibly New Mutants. Yeah, Kevin uh, they're Feige coming. Did, so, did Kevin Feige did use those words. He said mutants. N- he didn't N- say X-Men. He said mutants. He said Fantastic Which is fine Four. with me. That's, that's wrong with me. Fantastic Four. And I'm like, honestly, you cannot have Phase Four and not have the Fantastic Four in there. That's just that's just sacrilege. But um, they're coming. Um, all right, so we had basically um, Phase Four, as, and I'm doing air quotes for now, uh, lineup announced. Uh, you had the Disney Plus shows and the movies coming out in the MC proper. The Disney Plus shows will be required viewing because uh, some of them, specifically the WandaVision show, will tie in directly into a film, which I will uh, get to in a second. Um, for the Disney Plus shows, um, ones that we already actually knew of, which is Loki, which um, I forget where I heard from, but somebody made a good joke saying, from the synopsis we've had of this Loki Disney Plus show, it's kind of a evil quantum leap, <laughs> which <laughs> is kind of fine. I would make my favorite shows. Uh, it's going to be Loki. Uh, and if you and if you're new to the uh, podcast, welcome. Um, welcome, this will welcome. Be a complete spoiler rific for Spider-Man: Far From Home and Avengers: Endgame. So if you haven't seen uh, my best Tom Holland, if you haven't seen those, please. This is spoiler. I don't know. Um, this is going to be a complete spoiler for Endgame. Uh, but Loki did get away in the alternate timeline in 2012 with the Space Stone. So the general synopsis is Loki is going to be going about time. And this is not the Loki we have technically come to know and love. The Loki we last saw in Avengers from 2012. So this is the one the last time we saw he was trying to take over the world technically for Thanos. So he hasn't had that redemption that he had in Thor Ragnarok, Thor the Dark World, and the beginning part of Avengers uh, Infinity War. So this is a man that still has a lot of growth to do. Um, We got uh, Hawkeye announced, which I'm so happy that they're giving Hawkeye his own show because I think that that show is going to get It is announced that Eight Bishop, so it will be a uh, passing of the bow type uh, type uh, deal with that. Um, we also got announced uh, was already announced, but uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which technically is Captain America stage at Hollywood with the Captain America shield, 
He did say that he will be rocking the uh, Captain America Falcon suit from the comics in the show. The of the actual series was announced uh, to be the uh, lead antagonist from Captain America Civil War. And I've heard reports that he actually, from what the teaser footage that was shown, he is comic accurate Baron Z with the hood on. So, and it is Daniel, uh, I might mispronounce his name, Daniel Brule. Uh, he is his role as uh, we've had uh, WandaVision, which will be uh, from his room to be a fifth 1950s style TV show, which and Vision, which is said those events will be. Did you hear if it's the if it's if WandaVision is taking place before? Doctor Strange 2 or Dumb Place before one division. Zero. I'm here. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did did you hear is is WandaVision taking before uh Doctor Strange 2 or is Doctor yeah, Strange 2 yeah, taking place before WandaVision? The way I saw the lineup for it, it looks like it's it's that and then it's uh then it's um it should start I don't know how many episodes they're going to do, but necessarily it should start and probably maybe it should start and finish right before um, Doctor Strange comes out. Because okay. it's and all then, uh, uh, 20. I, I believe it's all uh, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Doctor Strange 2, we got the title for Doctor Strange 2, which is um, exactly the multiverse of the ma- of madness. Mul- multiverse of madness, which I I love that. Yeah. I love the fact that they are giving him his own sequel. Uh, like I said in the earlier podcast, which if you're listening from other podcasts, you'll know. If not, go listen. Uh, he, to me, was the hero of Infinity War. He came off looking the most badass of anybody, and out of everybody in Infinity War, that's whose sequel I could not wait to see, was uh, a Doctor Strange. And um, it has been confirmed that this movie will Though it will be PG thirteen, it will be the first MCU horror. Yeah, and it will have extreme horror elements. I love that. Uh, I love the fact that they know now that they can do no wrong. You know, uh, they they know they can they they can completely experiment, completely throw wild stuff out there, and the movie's gonna get a half a billion dollars probably. And if it's really good, it's gonna get. A- so I love the fact that they're going out on completely different genres for Phase 4. Um, it was announced that uh, we are going to get Thor 4. That's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was announced earlier this week. We are recording this uh, at July 20th, in the July 20s uh, of uh, this month. It was announced uh, about a week ago that Taika Waititi is returning as director. For Thor 4, coming yep. from uh, a complete rejuvenation of the character in Thor Ragnarok. Which is putting Akira on hold. Unfortunately, it seems like this movie might be one of the most cursed properties in pop culture movie. They have been trying to get this movie, Akira, going live action since the anime debuted in the 80s. And it just, it just does not seem that anybody can really get this film off 
which is unfortunate. Um, it has announced War 4. It is not going to be as Guardians of the Galaxy, but it is titled Love and Thunder, which is just so dope and is fitting with this new Bro Thor that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also announced that Valkyrie will be the first LGBTQ character to be in a MCU film. She is the king of Asgard, and as Tessa Thompson confirmed at Comic-Con, Valkyrie will be looking for her queen. Um, in it, the most surprising announcement of all of that was that Jane Foster will be returning to be the female Thor, and it will be played by Natalie Portman reprising her role from the first two Thor films, and she actually came on stage with Mjolnir. If you've heard anything about the development hell that Thor the Dark World went through with uh, her being upset that uh, they didn't hire, that they fired Patty Jenkins, who was the original uh, director, go on to direct Wonder Woman, uh, how she wanted out of her contract, how Marvel... Uh, tried to force her into reshoots, which she absolutely refused. So the actual last scene of Thor in the Dark World with Thor and Jane Kiss is not actually her. That is Chris Helmsworth's actual wife that they had to dress up because Natalie Portman refused to show up for the reshoot. Um, so I guess that relationship is all good. So, uh, gee, I don't know. If I mean, it wouldn't. It had nothing to do with Chris. That was just business and... You know, movie politics. Yeah. yeah, you know, maybe she might. Maybe she might have felt like Chris had enough power to be like, "Hey, Patty Jenkins." But you know, things happen for a reason. Patty Jenkins went and True. did uh, Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman is probably one of the better movie. It's I will say, besides, uh, I haven't seen Shazam yet. But besides, what other movies came out? Aquaman. Uh, besides Aquaman, and I'm guessing Shazam is probably one of the bigger hit too. Uh, hit, but without Wonder Woman to kind of like leading it off because uh batman versus superman is trash um so yeah it wonder woman is probably the best film um and then since i haven't seen uh shazam so i would say wonder woman aquaman suicide squad and then everything else is under that you know it's funny to have tangent um in my facebook memories i keep getting uh all the stuff from years ago when i was posting so much stuff about the lead of the batman and superman oh and my I'm god my, that's I'm torture in the, yeah i'm looking at myself in the future like you poor bastard you had no idea what was coming did you yeah <laughs> i was so excited for um what else okay so thor four uh See, I'm trying to remember who else came up before I get to the biggest one, in my opinion. Uh, okay, so that's... I'm looking at the lineup the way it looks like. It looks. Go to, yeah, I'm trying to bring up the photo. Because I'm look, I paused the video for it because I can't. I knew it was a photo, but I can't see it. But the way on the video they have exactly the lineup, I can't see necessary dates. But it goes Black Widow, Cap, uh, well, Captain Falcon, and a. Uh, <laughs> Winners, no, win- yeah, Captain Falcon. Yeah, yeah, I know from video games, Captain American Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Captain Falcon from um his own game F Zero um and a fucking uh Mar- Smash. But uh yeah, um and then Internals, Shang Chi, uh Wandavision, 
then uh, I think Doc- I'm looking at the same one. Doctor Strange and yeah, Loki. Uh, uh, Loki. Uh, what if Hawkeye and then Thor? That is yeah. phase four. And then okay, so um, the Eternals, the cast of the Eternals, did come out. Um, it was I, I had heard that Millie Bobby Brown, Eleven, from uh, Stranger Things, had been cast in the film. I don't remember hearing about her being there. Uh, she said it wasn't true, and then I saw okay. some pictures of a little girl who's supposed to play whatever young role that was, I guess, I, I, I don't at this point, rumored or fan-casted as uh, the Miss Bobby Brown herself. Uh, Angelina Jolie did come out, which um, I can't remember the last time I've seen Angelina at a uh, Comic-Con. That was surreal to have a actual UN ambassador on a Hall H uh, panel. That's uh, that's progress. That's progress right there. Yeah. Uh, we get we it was announced that uh, Marvel plus uh, exclusive show Marvel's What If. Um, one of the things that as a kid growing up reading comic books that I kind of did start to gravitate to Marvel more for was the What If series of uh, books where What If uh, Peter Parker didn't get bit by a radioactive spider. What if he, the radioactive spider, actually bit a pig? Spider ham. You know, <laughs> you got a bunch of different things. What if uh, Loki turned Thor into a frog? Yeah, that's a frog good one. Thor. That was a good you one. You know, so, yeah. So, didn't, uh, they, didn't they, in the movies, they hinted about that? Yeah. Yeah. Which, actually, I love that. That, to me, was one of the, that, that and the beta ray Easter egg with my teeth and I have no idea how they would be able to do him in live action, but uh, that, and when he said he turned him into a frog. All right, so that's canon. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's going to be an anime. did put on screen all the voices. I mean, all the actors that will be lending their voices. Basically, the who's who of the MCU, and Chris Evans' picture was up there, so you will be seeing a what-if uh, a what-if story featuring Captain America. Um, it was announced that it, the Watcher will be narrating the actual uh, events, and the Watcher was cast as Jeffrey Wright. Uh, what a great actor! If you don't know who that is, he's on that show today. He was uh, Peoples Hernandez, the original Chef film with Samuel Jackson from 1999. Uh, he was a uh, Felix Leiter in, in the uh, Casino Royale and. Uh, Solace, uh, amazing, amazing actor, great voice. So uh, that's that's a, that's a great pick. Uh, what else? Um, the two that really that I was uh, Black Widow was announced. Scarlett Johansson did come out. Um, it was announced the Taskmaster will be the main antagonist. Film, which he's in my top five villain. I love Taskmaster. I love his skill set. I love just I love the fact that he's just one of the coolest bad guys out there. Uh, they did announce that David Harbor, aka Hellboy, which I don't know if he wants to be remembered as that now. Uh, also from Stranger Things, he is going to be in the film. Uh, his role was hinted to possibly be I don't know how it got rumored, but the thing from the Fantastic Four, he is actually going to be Red Guardian. The, uh, and it's so Russian, funny, and I, you know it's Russian funny about propaganda. it. 
Because it was it was a report I, I can't remember I think I saw it recently But he was saying like uh, He was kind of blaming um, The Marvel movies on the reason why uh, I think uh, Hellboy did bad or something like that Yeah comic book backlash Yeah comic book backlash And it was just like but you're in Black Widow <laughs> You're in the thing you're blaming It's your problem So but okay from everything I've heard about John, that, that is the that is the definition of development hell. That happened with. Um, so I can't remember where I um, heard it, or I, I think I read it, or something like that. But it was like Scarlet Witch has said, "Not Scarlet Witch." Oh, fuck. Um, Black Widow. Black Widow. There we go. Black Widow has said there was acts with. Oh, that is funny. Scarlett Johansson and Scarlett Witch. That's why I keep saying Scarlett. That's why I keep saying Scarlett. Damn, I just caught that. Did you, it, it make so much sense? Because I'm like, why the fuck do I That's, keep saying Scarlett? But it's I've never, Scarlett Johansson. I've never heard anybody do that together. That's funny. I never picked that up. So, um, uh, Scarlet Day, Scarlet Johansson, fuck, I'm keeping this too. Uh, Scarlet Johansson, um, would Hawkeye be in the movie? And she said, you just have to wait and see. They gotta do something with Budapest. I, I heard a rumor that the, the, um, footage they showed there had some type of reference to, uh, Budapest. And I'm like, this is te- even though this is going to be a phase four movie, it all takes place in phase three and even before phase one, technically, mm-hmm. if it goes in her backstory. So you have to really pay off some of those plot lines that we never really got. And of everything that's really kind of even been slowly hinted to from like phase one and two has been paid off. By Endgame, I mean you had Cap and uh, Peggy getting their dance. You had Tony fulfilling the I Am Iron Man of you know his whole arc. Mm-hmm. You've had uh, Cap saying Avengers Assemble. You had Cap getting Mjolnir. You know you paid off a lot of different plot threads. Mm-hmm. You know uh, even Nick Fury saying the Avenger Initiative is now a callback to even before that with Captain Marvel. So. Yeah. You gotta pay off Budapest. Absolutely, yeah. That would make sense. I would kind of like close her. Um, I, I would say close the circle fully, necessarily with her, because there's so much information. Yeah, it's it's uh, so many inf- it's so many things that we don't know about her. Um, cause, uh, of course she's like, uh, um, a spy, so so much secrets about her. So that would go uh, give a good way to let into her story. Um, I think uh, is Rachel Wise in it? In it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mrs. James Bond has some role in it. Um, I've heard some rumors they think that she's gonna be the original Black Widow, like the uh, the original like that version of Black Widow that would later become the, the Natasha Romanoff, if that even is her real name. Um, version. Oh, so, so you're saying like passing the torch. So you're saying it's kind of like a black, like a Black Panther thing. Like anybody can be Black Panther. I think so. In the comics, there have been, t- I believe, somebody that's listening to this, tweet me or hit me up on Facebook or Instagram uh, at Team Chaos, um, K A Y O S. Uh, if I'm wrong, but I think in the main six one six continuity, 
it has been has been it's been two versions of Natasha Romanoff. One was I think killed, and the other one is the one we know proper that is almost kind of like a code name to how there was an internet theory about ten years ago that James Bond wasn't his actual name; it was actually a code name, and every single film is actually in continuity. It's just different agents taking the name of James Bond. So I think this well, could be similar to that. That makes sense since there's about to be a female Bond. Yeah. So uh, I I liked it. I mean, that whole theory was completely rendered bullshit by Spectre, where they actually showed his family's name was Bond. But I'm like, I thought that would have been a better way to do it, because that way that literally makes every film in continuity, even all the films contradict themselves. But, um... Yeah, I, I will bit you know, because Rachel Rice does play a good villain. I've seen her as a villain. And then it would give her something to do. I mean, if you just have her ride a shotgun to Scarlett Johansson, that's kind of always Iron she's married to Daniel Craig too. Yeah. Um Okay, so what's next on the docket then? Uh what do you want to talk about else from um San Diego Comic Con? Um, I do know that it was um it was basically announced that Brandon Ralph will be uh returning to the role of Superman in the uh Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, He's supposed to be line. the King of Come. Yeah, that, and that, that's the interesting part, though. I mean, because he said he was playing Superman, and when he opens his shirt, it's the Alex Ross Kingdom Come version of Superman shirt that he has on, which is cool, but I just wonder how, where they're going with that, because that was a much older version of Superman. That was, you know, Superman that was even in continuity supposed to be about in his late 50s even though he ages slower than everybody. So that'll be interesting to see. And then he said he is excited that he gets to go back to this role and kind of close off that chapter of his uh, career that he never really got a chance to. I didn't like Superman Returns. I once saw it in the movie theater. I fell asleep. Um, um, my I... problems with the film weren't hit, weren't with him. I thought he was good. It's kind of similar to what I say about Man of Steel and Henry Cavill. Mm, um, my problems right, with the film is wasn't recastings. I think Brandon Ralph really did encompass the Christopher Reeve era of uh, Superman films. Mm-hmm. I think Henry Cavill was the best casting of Superman since uh, Christopher Reeve of what that character can be, but the writing and the direction just did not do that actor and that character justice. Mm-hmm. So um, it will be good. It will be good to see him do that. And you've seen. I mean, if you know comics, his version of Ray Palmer, the Atom. That is not who that character is. But it, he is his character has way more Clark Kent in him than Ray Palmer ever had. So it will be good to see him finally be able to do that. And it might actually open up some new dynamics for his character as Ray Palmer. Because now he doesn't have to kind of, you know, still kind of be a little Clark Kent-ish. Because that's what we as comic book uh, fans know him as more, you know, the viewing public if you see brandon ralph majority of people are going to remember superman before remembering the tv show on the cw mm-hmm. so hopefully that will give him a way to like maybe even make Ray's character a little more his own and then still take away some of the clark kennedy's had in it yeah um 
Well, since we were talking about Brandon Ralph, you want to talk about um, the the Legends? Uh, you can take that one if you want. Because I already took that one, so I take the major part of it. <laughs> How can I be so fortunate? Um, so, if anyone did not see uh, the finale of last season, uh, pretty much what happened was... Um, uh, the demon took over. Uh, a demon took over the world, and you pretty much exposed uh, supernaturals and superpower beings, um, which was pretty much the problem of um, what's her name, Zari's. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Zari's. That was her pretty much her future, where they had re- they were regulating uh, superheroes and stuff like that, and pretty much killing them or captive and all that stuff like that. So, not only was she Muslim. Um, a mus- is it Muslim or Muslim? Mm, I don't want to say it wrong. Mm. I don't want to offend anybody. I've heard, I've heard both. I think I th- it's. I think it's in I, context. I, uh, yeah. Uh, said. Um, I'm I'm gonna say uh Muslim, um, because of that. So she's a, a woman. She's Muslim, and that she has a super ability. Um. She was definitely hunted, so that that mm. that, that kind of goes full circles on all levels. And then with all her, all she need to be is uh, gay and have a handicap and hit every box. <laughs> you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> um. So pretty much what happens is, uh, how the fuck did they get a dragon egg? I can't remember. Somehow they got a fucking dragon egg for something they did on one of the episodes. Like, um, Ray and Zari got a, a dragon. Not Ray. Uh, blah, 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 what's his fucking name? Dude. Constantine. No, not Constantine. The 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 person that's pretty much dated uh, every no, woman. No. It was um, uh, Nate. Nate. There you go. Nate. Nate. I don't know why. I, 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 I always want to just call him by his real name, Nick Zano. Okay. Uh, so, oh, speaking of Nick Zano, did you ever watch that minority, minority Report show with uh, Megan Fox in it? Not Megan Fox, Megan Good in it? Yeah, I watched a couple episodes. I, I was watching it, um, but then it got canceled. It wasn't too bad, honestly. Um, you know what? It, it reminded me too much of uh, Too Human with Carl Urban and Michael Ellery. Hmm. It reminded me oh, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of uh, that. Michael Ely, not Ellery. Ely, yeah. yeah. It reminded me a lot of. Uh, I like that show too. That was the shit. I love that. Yeah, show. yeah. I, I was. That, that's when I actually tweeted about that when they canceled. I'm like, that was a that was a good dynamic. And I'm I'm a big Carl Urban fan, man. I mean, I, I've seen pretty much everything the guy's done going back to Hercules: The Legendary Journey. <laughs> oh man, that, that. that show was awesome. You know, so I mean, I've I've always been a fan of his. I I, I truly think it's one of the biggest crimes against the comic book feel, uh, community that we have not gotten a sequel. Or a TV show miniseries, Dread, continuing his version of uh, Just Dread. Okay. Um, where were we at? Oh, okay. So, Zari and Nate get a freaking dragon egg. I can't remember how. It's been so long, guys. Honestly, if you want to know exactly Cliff Notes. I'm trying to, like, Cliff Note the Cliff Notes at this point. <laughs> um, uh, They got a dragon egg, and they were pretty much... Uh, trying to hatch it. Um, you can tell the sexual energy between the two that they were going to wind up getting together, and they wind up getting together after a big uh, singing montage. Um, that had nothing to do with Nate, but some other some fucking love demon or some bullshit like that. Uh, yeah, that was the worst episode of the whole. That episode was 
terrible. That that was that was bad. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be one of those. That was. I, think I text you like, I think I text you. I'm like, are they singing the whole episode or something? Like, <laughs> it just was like, nah. I man, was so was mad that episode. I was like, this is a waste. Wasn't that the like the Love and Prejudice uh, episode? Yeah, man. Well, they went, and, and the thing is, it went so many places. Like, it be it started with like a. Pride and Prejudice type thing. I'm like, okay, it's a Jane Austen episode. I can, I can, I can deal with that. It's a woman's episode. Women's live. I'm down. Then it changes to like some Bollywood Kama Sutra shit. Then they start singing, and then the singing was not good. Like the actress, the Zari, I, she, she don't need to sing. She, I won't say anything that, about the singing. I won't say anything hard. about the singing part. I'll just say like the the. She's a good actress, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna say nothing about the singing part. That I, was that that, that was the, hard. The, the singing hard much. Watch. I'm like, it. I know for them it kind of plays again. It plays, you know, for type that them do something wacky like that. But I'm like, you gotta pick your genres, man. You you jumping from 1800s Jane Austen to some Bollywood type shit in the span of like three minutes. I'm like, you gotta give me a little. You gotta give me a little buffer before you just start jumping in the song and dance yeah man i I wasn't too happy about that neither um so carry on da, 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 da. uh nate's dad winds up fucking dying um poor biff yeah yeah poor biff he wanted to be in a good guy at the end after all i uh, kind of like the fact that they did that too the fact that he he wasn't really evil the whole time or bad the whole time i'm like that that kind of made me feel like a dick too. Like I was with Nate. Like no, forget that he's bad. I'm like oh no, he really just did love his. Oh, son. he was like fuck my dad, and he was like oh exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm like I'm like damn it, man. That that, that kind of hit the heartstrings. So uh, so yeah, uh, Biff dies. Um, Nate goes into this like fucking angry cat cocoon. He wants to uh, hurt uh um ray's girlfriend um who winds up turning into the fairy godmother i'm like guys i'm like cliff noting the cliff notes of the cliff notes so i'm just i'm throwing everything together because i'm trying to remember you remember how much shit they throw onto every episode of that show yeah so i'm just trying to throw everything together at this point in time um so so yeah uh so pretty much at the end, um, they were got into a fucking vortex where the future, um, Gideon had said the future had changed because they had her doing like the whole, they made her fucking, I don't know, I want to call it a zoo for uh, uh, supernatural creatures uh, or music park for supernatural creatures, which made society okay with supernatural creatures or people with powers. Um, also, it was so funny that uh, that they did the, the fucking... Um, they did a fake advertisement as mm. as the Flash, uh, Supergirl, and uh, as Arrow. That, that was you could hilarious. tell they're having fun with that one. Yeah, I thought that was just like for promo for like mm-hmm. they went real meta because it was like promo for promo for the on the show. But I thought it was just promo for the show because I remember seeing it like, like a long time do- ago. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? What we 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 missed the crossover this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that happens which changes zari's future completely um which kind of makes it like a vortex and the only way she can stay in the present is by uh staying on the ship with gideon 
Uh, but some shit happens, and I think Nate Nate winds up fucking dying, sacrificing himself for I can't remember what fucking reason. But he winds up fucking dying. So Zari comes down there, and she goes to save him. They start singing a fucking song. Uh, Nate is with Biff. Biff is like, you know, I always loved you. Da 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 da. And then Nate comes back alive. With that happening, all this stuff happening, because I think Nate sacrificed himself for Ray because I was his best friend, mm-hmm. and the promise Ray had made uh, with uh, the demon was he couldn't hurt Nate. And when he killed Nate, even though I don't believe it was Nate, it wasn't Nate. It was a fucking. The shapeshifter. Um, um, I, um, I can't remember her name right now. Mm. But it was uh, the one who played uh, uh, the original. Um, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, it was Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie. So, which, so with them faking the death, it broke the rules. So the demon had to go. Um, all this stuff. I think. No, no, no. I think he did actually die. I don't know. I think they did the, the fake out didn't work or something like that. So he wound up actually fucking dying. He wound up so whatever the case may be, Nate died, and Zari came down. They tried to help him fix it, which it did. And since she was out of the vortex, uh, history changes, and she never met the legends, but her brother did. So at I the think end, that was the best part of the episode. I knew as soon as I saw that, I was like, I know, I know, Kyle is going to be so fucking happy about this. Because when they did it, I'm like, wait, 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 what? And then it cut off like 30 seconds later. And I'm like, wait, wait, let me rewind it. Did they just edit her out of the show? Like, oh, shit, that's that's the way to use your time travel gimmick to the best of its uh, ability. You did some Doctor Who shit. Like, that, that was pretty hot. So I wonder if there's anything that's going to happen where Nate meets uh, Zari and in the new timeline because the only one people that remember the timeline is everyone before as everyone besides uh zari's brother mm-hmm. but it but he, it was just like but what was funny about it it was like Zari's brother was like he was like been there the whole time so it was like mm-hmm. like we but i'm thinking like we don't know you <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i think i i have a suspicion with the way this show gets they're probably gonna redo a couple of scenes with, that had her featured in it mm. and have him in that exact same role. You know, like we'll see like a big sorry scene from last season, but it'll just be this actor in her place just to really fuck with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that pretty much, that's what happened. And then at all at the end, um, I want to call him the watcher, but the, the monitor, Mm-hmm. <laughs> the watcher and the monitor hilarious <laughs> hilarious i love jack king kirby uh, um the monitor um brought somebody back i don't know if it's somebody's brother or some shit like that uh do you know no that that one to me i think that was a deep cut that it just kind of went over my head the same thing with the uh that like bank of like evil that uh old girl went to the, the, the constantine coin mm, inhale thing yeah yeah that that to me was just like all deep cuts all right yeah y'all y'all doing some deep cuts right now and it's just like just wrap it up b wrap it up all right um anything else you want to talk about with them um i think that's it i think 
it was a good Comic Con. Um, like I said, it's one of my favorite Comic Cons of the last couple of years. Uh, Marvel, Marvel killed it. Uh, Blade. I mean, you got Mahershala Ali coming out announcing he's gonna be Blade and that he's the one that contacted Marvel. Yeah. You know, you got Angelina freaking Jolie in a Marvel Comics film that's going to be completely space-centric and be, you know, a space opera. I mean, they've even said rumors that this is going to be Game of Thrones in space. Mm-hmm. You know, so this, this it's, it's, it's a brand new day, man. I mean, it's, it's, this is crazy. I mean, you got Natalie Portman back in the Thor franchise with Marvel as the star of the film, as Thor. Mm-hmm. You know, as it's the mighty it's, Thor. Yeah, this is just amazing. And then the fact is you got, st- these are all movies we, you know, didn't really know that what was going to happen. And then you still got Black Panther 2. You still got With the news Captain that just came Marvel out. Two. Okay. okay, so time, uh, a little bit of time of um, uh, truth, truth to truth, guys. All right, so when did we originally do this? Um, so, cause there's going to be a gap and there's been shit that's been happening. So I want to talk about it. We originally tried to do this, um, uh, July 22nd. Uh, I think it was the weekend right after Comic-Con. My computer crashed. Um, so in midway through conversation, if you didn't notice the, the, the plugin, um, we lost everything. Um, well, at least from that point. And I fell asleep while I was waiting for my computer to come back up and me and chaos have been so fucking busy and either when we plan to uh, record, we fall, one of us fall asleep. Lately, it's been him. Um, I'll be that. Um, but yeah, we've both been working really hard. I'm working two jobs. Kyle is working two jobs. Um, we're, we've been busy doing a lot of stuff. Um, so we haven't been able to actually be able to finish recording um, this, uh, this episode about Comic-Con. Um, and so much more information has come out. So we're honestly at this point, I don't even want to fake the funk anymore. We're just gonna spin out of it. Uh, yeah. So did you see the the, the news about a uh, um, Black Panther? Uh, about Craven? No, 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 no. Like it was either today or yesterday. Well, yeah, it was yesterday. I think I believe. Well, Friday because today is probably mm-hmm. like Saturday, whatever the case may be. Um. That uh, that is official. That Namor will be in Black Panther two. Ah, uh, that just makes me so proud and so happy. I've been a big proponent of Namor. Uh, it was about probably like three years ago, and I was talking about the Marvel films with somebody, mm-hmm. and I said, "I'm like, but if they bring my man's Namor the Submariner in there, I'm." He is a dude that can be either a great hero or a great villain. And the person I was talking to had no idea who he was. Mm. And I had to completely, from what my general knowledge was, of just explain who Namor was. And they're like, isn't that kind of like Aquaman? I'm like, actually, Aquaman's Jock Namor. Like, Namor was first. And then Aquaman came a few years later and completely jocked his style. The king of Atlantis, the half Atlantean, half uh, human thing, powers, name words, mutant. I'm like, on the big screen, and I'm like, well, 
I don't see how they could really do it if they ever if they didn't get the Fantastic Four because like Black Panther, he's kind of tied to them and it makes it a little more interesting because he's a foil for them at times. Him and Sue Storm have a kind of will they won't they thing, even though she's boost mode. The, the way they made the, the way Black Panther 2 could end up having Craven the Hunter in it and name of the Submariner that is just it's just unbelievable that this this could actually happen in one film <laughs> yeah I'm I'm super excited about it I mean just from Avengers or uh, Endgame when it was like yeah it's some we have some uh, quakes in uh, un, under the water and and she's like uh, Scarlet, uh no fuck I did it again <laughs> and and Black Widow is just like uh, so you guys gonna do anything about it and, she, and Okoye is like it's in the water right. <laughs> what do you want us to do uh, but we all knew it was like oh my gosh that's fucking Namor I, <laughs> I said that and I heard um I heard somebody else yell it too and my girlfriend looked at me like why are you yelling for I'm like I'm gonna tell you when we leave. But I'm like, if that's what I think it is, they really just put a really big, like, Easter egg in there for something that could happen later. <laughs> so, and the thing is, I'm like, that's their second Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one was in Iron Man Two, where it was the first Easter egg for Black Panther. So I'm like, that plays together. So I'm like. I, I just and the thing is that's actually something I've done multiple times trying to do a deep dive on the internet or YouTube to try to really find out who the hell owns the rights to Namor, because that's been one of the biggest characters that whose rights have just been languishing in you know development legal tape. So I think they whoever had it lost the rights recently. And, makes and, sense because I'm like that was not a character that Marvel ever announced during even the pre-phase one when back when iron man was supposed i mean uh, ant-man was supposed to be in phase one you know back when we were supposed to be getting a nick shield movie in the suspected uh phase two at that point uh what else has come out uh uh Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home has grossed a billion dollars. It is the highest grossing Spider-Man film ever. Yeah. Uh, And at this point, it hasn't even been a month that the film has been out, and it's already grossed a billion. Um, Do you want to get into a review of that since we both seen the film? Yeah, we can do it a little tight little review on this um i'll let you go all right so i'm gonna do my best uh tom holland impersonation okay um if you haven't seen avengers endgame stop listening now for one we've already spoiled about three or four things actually happened in the film but if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the film this is where you want to pause go watch the movie come back in three hours then talk then listen to us talk about it because uh it's major spoilers so there you go so spider-man far from home takes place 
directly after uh, the events of Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. And we pick up with Peter Parker kind of putting the pieces back together of and, and the world at large of putting the pieces back together of the fact that half of our population was gone for five years and the other half got along with their lives. Now, the plot convenience of the film just so happens that Peter, Ned, MJ, Aunt May, Happy Hogan, Flash Thompson, and pretty much everybody that was in his immediate circle happened to all be vanished. So everybody comes back exactly the same as they were. Mm. The world itself is aged five years, and people they know of aged five years. No, but for that immediate circle. Was it five or ten years? Five. Oh, the actual yeah, the actual year now is twenty twenty three. Okay, yeah. Um, so you have Boost Mobile for a summer field trip or summer. Um, uh, I've been so long since I've been in high school. It's technically not a field trip, but he's uh on a summer yeah summer field trip, uh abroad uh to Europe. Well, come to find out that uh, he doesn't to be a friendly neighbor, friendly international. He wants to stay a neighborhood Spider-Man, so he, he wants to live at home and just try to heal from the fact that his mentor, Tony Stark, gave his life to, to bring back everybody. He's still dealing with the pain of that. This is the second father figure he's really had besides his Uncle Ben, who we really haven't gotten to. You know, knowledge on in this Spider-Man's uh, incarnation. So Spider-Man, Toby Iron Man, yeah, Iron Man is pretty much this version of Uncle Ben, the one that teaches Peter with great power, comes great responsibility, that gives him all the tools he's gonna need to be a hero. And he does die. Um, so he's still dealing for as technically Iron Man has been deified. You know, Iron Man is being celebrated. But he's also being mourned. Behold, his one of his closest confidants and Peter, his protege. Uh, so you pick up with Spider-Man, getting ready to go to vacation, and Aunt May tells him to pack his suit. He doesn't want to, and she kind of packs it for him. Actually, uh, he actually is trying to have just a regular summer vacation, and come to find out that there are supernatural elements. In who are represented as a fire monster, a rock monster, and a water monster. The and they are actually running amok where he is right now currently in Italy. Well, he's getting ready to get into action and come to find out named Mysterio. And Mysterio has made power set. He seems absolutely amazing. Something that's like Iron Man makes with a little doctor and he actually uh, Steering Nick Fury kind of hijacks his summer vacation and lets him know that you have great powers and you need to do something when there's something that's what Iron Man would do and that's why Iron Man chose you to supersede him as an Avenger so you pick that up and the movie this is going to be a complete spoiler, buddy. So if you haven't seen the film, I, we are going to go into the spoilers of the 
Uh, as the film goes on, you see Mysterio. Mysterio. Um, you see Mysterio actually is a person that we know of. It is revealed um, that Tony Stark did leave Peter. Uh, he did leave Peter something. He left Peter his sunglasses. So if you've seen Avengers Infinity, the high-tech sunglasses Tony had on that basically let him be heads-up display to read whatever's going on around and communicate Friday. Uh, he left to Peter. Uh, they actually don't communicate Friday per se, but another. And they actually are connected to a piece of Stark technology, which are they can be used to pretty much assist Spider-Man in anything he'll need. Basically giving him a iron. I actually help him out if he wants. Hundreds, if not thousands of drones that can pretty much help him in, any, in anything he needs. You know. Uh, well, come to find out, Peter doesn't want that responsibility. He still being a friendly neighbors. He just wants to hang out with MJ. Boost Mobile. Hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He just. Hello. Yeah. Okay, there we go. It stopped. So. Continue. So um. Yeah. So then, Pete, you find out Peter just wants to be a kid. So he gives complete authorization to turn sunglass, super sunglass base that have a to mysterious well directly after he does this and leaves prop um, is revealed that Mysterio who announced himself from another dimension that was opened up when Tony uh, used the infinity and opened up a fabric in time that brought his dimension into all Dimension six one six as a uh, it's a complete book. Mysterio is actually Quentin Beck, a digital program who created the binary augmented augmented barf basically barf from Captain America Civil War the holographic interface that could completely change your surroundings. Uh, mirror whatever you basically, I mean, true augmented virtuality. Uh, he's the one that created that and is extremely upset that Tony Stark used it basically as a gimmick and gave the technology for almost free. Uh, you come to find out that his complete facade is made up. He's not a superhero. He doesn't even have that he have superpowers. He doesn't even have a suit in certain instances. He's basically a VFX wizard who uses holograms to completely fool everybody around him. He's actually a superhero. He has no powers at all. He's a, a group of ex-Stark uh, industry uh, employees who are have a grudge Stark for shutting down the weapons 
and them losing their job, shutting down the company to where they lost their jobs, them getting fired. One of which is one of the best deep cut, possibly my favorite deep cut of the entire MCU. Side note, if you've seen the original Iron Man, which you listen to this podcast, the guy that Jeff Bridges, Obadiah Stane, yelled at because he could not figure out how to create the arc reactor that Tony did. And mm-hmm. when he gave the famous line, mm-hmm. Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scrap. Mm-hmm. That guy is his second in command. And it was about 10 or 12 people in the movie theater I was in. And I was one of them. We started clapping heavily when they revealed that that was him. Because I'm like, Jesus, that is brilliant, brilliant callback. So um, now you have a person with a vengeance and an ego that can't be tamed, that has access to one of the most dangerous pieces of military technology on the planet, satellite that has thousands of drones in there that can project whatever image he wants and that could be used to pretty much wipe out City if he wanted so it later gets uh, discovered. Peter figures this out with help. MJ, who was announced that she's actually known for a while, the Spider-Man, which, I mean, yeah, you have to be pretty stupid not to Peter with Spider-Man. Most people are. Um, you find out that MJ knew about it and is actually the one that figured out the serial actually a fraud because she found one of the drones that actually led them to figure out that he's using technology and he's not a hero. Mm-hmm. Going on further in the film, um, Peter goes to confront Mysterio and gets his ass completely handed. So he actually tries to do the smart thing and go to the only other person he knows the ability to contact and that's Nick Fury. Well, come to find out that Mysterio completely played him again. It was another halt. He gets his ass handed to him again and is only barely able to call Happy Hope. Wait, 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 wait. You can't gloss over that. You can't gloss over that. Okay. All right, guys. So I had to take over because he cannot gloss over this point. This. Watching that scene where him and Mysterio fought was like watching fucking cartoons. It was so fucking beautiful. I was sitting at the edge of my fucking seat watching this. It was so entrenching watching as the reality kept warping and changing. Spider-Man didn't know what was what. And it was just like watching it on fucking TV. It was like watching the cartoon. It was so perfectly done. It was beautiful beautiful they need to get nominated for a special effect oh, if, if it was game does not fucking get amazing this film if, if, if no other get nominated this year for any type of academy awards two films need to get it well endgame needs to get nominated robert day jr's got nominated but best visual effects they need to go head to head that whole sequence was unbelievable i mean it 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 was I mean that was beautiful. Yeah. But uh, so you have probably one of the five best fights in the history of the MCU. 
I'm just gonna throw it out. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that that's up. I would agree. I would agree. Um. So then you find. So then Peter has to contact Happy. And one thing I'll say about this movie, it paid a lot of respect not only to Endgame and the, the mystique and character of Iron Man, but it paid a lot of respect to previous films that have come before it. And this film really, side note, when I first heard that Spider-Man Far From Home was going to be the last film uh, in Phase 3, I was a little apprehensive because the last film last couple of times has been a film that really didn't encapsulate what happened. Even though Ant-Man and the Wasp wasn't the end of Phase 3, it did come after end, uh, Infinity War, which, mm-hmm. if you're watching the film after Infinity War, it doesn't, it just misses something, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with the first Ant-Man film coming after it. You know, it just, it just kind of misses something to have the big Avengers film, but then this film comes directly after. And you're supposed to watch it after. But um, with this one, it is the perfect... If Endgame is your your entree and your dessert, Spider-Man Far From Home is the perfect after-dinner mint to complement what just came before. And in Honestly, one of my favorite scenes happens after Peter has been beaten twice by Mysterio. He's been completely outplanned, outmanned by him. And he calls Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan comes the advanced start jet. And they're on the jet talking. And Tom Holland gives his best performance he's had as Spider-Man. And he breaks down and starts crying about he he doesn't know what to do. He, he's not Iron Man. And Happy pep talk saying that Tony saw something in you, and that should let you know that you can do this. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. goes to create a new Spider-Man suit because he no longer has a suit. And for one, it's a huge Easter egg to the Spider-Man PS4 game, to previous Spider-Man movies and comics, where you see a bunch of just little Easter eggs for different suits that the character of Spider-Man has had over the years. Uh, but then, the two things that really struck me in this movie that really hit me hard um, he's looking at a new advanced type of web shooter and it has a holographic display. He, in a complete mirror of what Robert Downey Jr. actually did as an ad first Iron film that turned into a great scene. Mm-hmm. He puts his hand in the actual uh, holographic display and turns it around, mirroring what Iron Man did with his repulsor blaster to Spider-Man with his web shooter. And then the camera goes right to John Favreau, who is the director of Iron Man, and you see him just have a little smile. And it's a complete, in me, a meta for not just the character, but the actual guy that started this. That It's a really good nod to like, okay, you started this, and now this is where it's going to continue. Oh, then man, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that, that was perfect. <laughs> then you have put on back in ACDC's Back in Black, which to me is one of my favorite rock songs. And I cannot now hear that song without thinking of Iron Man. And then he says, "Oh yeah, I love Led Zeppelin," and it got a it got a, it got a, it got a round of applause in the movie theater that I was in, and it was just one of the moments where I'm like, it took about two minutes. It didn't take you out of the film, but if you had watched this entire film series over a couple of days, and you started with Iron Man, and you're now in this one, 
it would let you go right back to where you to that first Iron Man film, and it really would give you a good nostalgic feeling. Good to me, since Iron Man is still one of my all-time favorite MCU films and favorite comic movies in general, it really hit me. Right the um, so after that, Spider-Man comes with his brand new suit. The heat is. Um, it is completely reminiscent of classic, 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 and I mean original, original, Amazing Fantasy number 15, Steve Ditko drawn Spider-Man costume to where it is a darker black, I mean a darker red, and it is a black, a blackish navy blue uh, color, not mm-hmm. a bright blue color. Mm-hmm. And he has the under his arms, what he uses to fly. Um, he has an amazing battle with Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy actually gets something to do where he tries to, uh, it's Happy, Ned, Flash, Betty, and MJ all trying to get away from the drone mm-hmm. because uh, Mysterio is trying to kill MJ because she knows his secret. Oh, you and, also have Nick Fury who has who supposedly MJ has no it. idea what's going on. MJ yeah. in it. Um, so you find, uh, you find Nick Fury, who is kind of watching what's going on, and you're kind of wondering why, if Nick Fury is a super spy is, why he really doesn't affect Mysterio either. Happy happens to call him on his cell phone and give him a code word, which a lot of people are also taking as an Easter egg, because he said something specifically addressing surf. And if you're in Marvel and you say surfing, there's only one character that should come to mind. Hmm. So that's either an interesting Easter egg or just, you know, having some fun. But they could have said anything in the world. They chose to say that. Um, Spider-Man happens to have another great battle. Um, It, to me, is a great battle. because It really shows how the character is evolving, how he's learned how to um, dodge Mysterio, how to eventually, at the climax of the battle, use his Spider-Sense. Um, the Peter Tingle. Mysterio, yeah, his Peter Tingle, as, uh, as Aunt May calls it. Um, he uses the spider sense, finally, to dodge, uh, literally dodge a bullet to where Mysterio was about to point blank blow his head off. In, uh, and he, you, would have not know, you wouldn't have known that if you were just paying attention to the illusion. Uh, Mysterio subsequently, we think, dies from his injuries. Um, Peter and MJ are now a happy-ish couple. They go web-slinging, and in a complete juxtaposition from the previous Spider-Man series, both of them, to where you see Peter and Mary Jane, Peter and Ren swinging through the city, and it's kind of romantic, kind of gives you that old-school Superman 1977 vibe. No, they show what it would really be like if you had a non swinging through the streets of New York City. God bless you. At about 250 miles, thank you, 250 miles an hour. It wouldn't be that fun. You know, Peter can take that because his body is superhuman and he has super reflex healing. His body can take that and he's wearing a suit. If you're wearing regular street clothes and you're a regular person, that's going to be scary as hell. So MJ literally says, I'm never doing that with you again. <laughs> which I thought was a great line. Okay, different MJ. She's, you know, jumping in his arms and swinging. That shit's not for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, at the uh, end of the film, uh, it just kind of ends with Peter, you know, knowing that he is the hero that he needs to be. He's going to be there for the, uh, for as a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but he knows he does have a responsibility as 
Iron Man's chosen, you know, a, a, a heir apparent. Uh, film goes off, and it's really great. And then we get to the two end credit scene. Um, I'm going to actually do an opposite thing. I'm going to start with the second end credit scene, which was amazing. And if it was only end uh, and then I'm going to go to the first mid credit. So the second end credit scene is actually revealed. Um, <clears throat> Maria Hill Fury have been in film throughout the the, uh, the movie. If you actually went and saw a, spe- uh, a special re-release of Avengers Endgame, you would have seen with Nick Fury and Maria Hill played by Samuel Jackson and Colby Smulders, respectively, still replies in the roles. Well, it's revealed that this was not Nick Fury and Maria Hill. This hallow, the scrawl from Captain Marvel and his wife that were impersonating Nick Fury and Maria Hill on appointment from Nick Fury. And Talos calls Nick on a space station, which we believe is the sword. Sword ship. Uh, base. And Nick has been there God knows how long. And Talos tells him, yeah, you really come back. It's getting kind of crazy down here. Which is absolutely amazing. It was a complete rug pull. And I love the fact that they finally used the scrolls in that one. But the, uh, the one I want to get to. Possibly even if you want to rank them all the top five MCU after uh, credit scene. Um, it takes up directly after the screen cut to black on Spider-Man Far From Home. It picks up directly after that. Literally where Peter and MJ in the same position. And, and then you, find you hear out that from the GOAT. You, you hear from a news that Mysterio left a video showing the true culprit of the attack in London, which is where the, the climax of the film took place. And you find out that it has actually been footage that has been leaked to the online news site, the Daily Bugle. And their, their, their editor, J. Jonah Jameson, portrayed once again by the um incomparable J.K. Simmons reprising the role here Raimi's trilogy and it is completely perfect it is one of the things that as a comic book fan we don't always get what we want we don't always get the exact actor we get want to play a role we don't get it when we should get it you know, we've all wanted, you know, uh, a version of Batman. We call him Batman v Superman. He was a, a great detective and a great fighter and looked like he looked in the comic books and the screen. We finally got that. Yeah, he was killing people. People don't like Ben Affleck. But as a character, it was something we had always wanted to see that version of Batman. You can person play J. Jones James. And that's J.K. Stone. And the fact that they had him come there. Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile. Applies the role. Uh, it's the first time you've actually seen the character since 2007. Because he was not present in the Amazing Spider-Man series of films. And this is now Spider-Man's fourth time in the MCU. Uh, 
two, three, four. Yeah. Film. Parents and yeah. And this is the first time we ever heard the or seen J. Jonah James. And I literally jumped out of my seat when it came on. Because when I heard the Daily Bugle and when I heard that voice and the camera went on J.K. Simmons, I literally jumped out of my seat and started clapping. It is my favorite moment of the uh, and then it ends on one of the best notes that is becoming a long-running joke with this version of Spider-Man. If you watch Spider-Man Far Fireman, the end of that movie is Aunt May finding out Peter. Spider-Man is saying, what the fuck? And the screen going to black right before she... It literally has Peter saying, what the fuck? And it cuts off. <laughs> um... It ups the stakes immensely because now he has been pa- painted as his uh, nemesis, J. John Jameson, always likes to say. He is a absolute menace to society and needs to be stopped. Um, it truly, in my opinion, of all the upcoming Marvel films that we have, that we've talked about on this show and the ones that still haven't been really completely confirmed, but of every Marvel film that is upcoming, Thor 4, Black Panther 2, uh, uh, the Black Widow film, Blade, uh, everything. The two films I am excited for the most are Doctor Strange 2, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and Spider-Man, whatever home pun they want to put in there. Because you now have... Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I apologize to you all. I didn't say the biggest part of that J. Jonah Jameson thing was the fact that he announced that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and posted that on television for the world to see. So the entire world now knows the secret identity of Spider-Man is Peter Parker, and they have his face. So he now has to go on the run. So it completely ups the stakes for the next Spider-Man film to where they've never been. Which is why, my personal opinion, this is the best version of Spider-Man we've seen because we've seen him do stuff we haven't seen before. He now has to a worldwide fugitive. I, I honestly cannot wait until we see the next Spider-Man. I can't either. And uh, the, I, I, I cannot picture what they put the home uh, pun as being time because they got. I mean, you can't have Homecoming, Far From Home, and then not, and then have Spider-Man three. So I, I wonder what the, the home pun is going to be. Maybe home run. Home no uh, more. <laughs> yes, it's got to be something. It's got to be something that plays into it. Too. He was far from home. Now he's homeward bound. Now uh, it, it, The stakes of that to me is perfect. And then for this to be the, the last film of Phase 3 is a good, like I said, it's a, good, it's a great after dinner, man. Yeah. Um, what do my you want? quick review. I think it's the best Spider-Man film yet. Uh, I know I've uh, heard some people um, say that they they really care for it as much because it didn't feel like a Spider-Man film because that to me is what made the film good because it it to me this felt the most like a Spider-Man comic. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid in the late '80s and '90s, Spider-Man comic book, especially what he was going through, especially in the early '90s. Shit. Um, it felt like an actual comic book to me to where it took Spider-Man out of his element. It made him adjust. You had some twists. Uh, and then at the end, it was a teaser for the next. 
because I could see this whole thing being a huge comic book, and I got to see what happens next month now that Spider-Man on the last splash page is now revealed. Uh, I give it a uh, 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10. Uh, it's to me, I, I, I can see rewatching this movie more than any other Spider-Man. I would agree. Um, the only one I could see myself watching over and over again is Inter and Spider Verse, so it's in it's in definitely good company. Um, five out of five out of five, uh, ten out of ten. The movie was amazing from beginning to end. Uh, it was the it was the the perfect it was the perfect uh, piece um, to end the uh, uh, phase three. Um, going into phase four, uh, I was perfect. Um, like um, like you had said, uh, chaos. That I was a little leery with that being the the last movie to end the phase, but it was perfect. And it's hard. Okay, so I won't say it's hard, um, but yeah, I will say it's hard. And the reason why I say it's hard, and I was thinking something else, so I was saying it's conflicting to say it was hard. The reason why I say it's hard is uh because um after endgame endgame was like perfect yeah i mean there are probably some pieces in there people would nitpick or whatever the case may be but as a a total comic book movie getting so many fan uh fan favorite things or things that people wanted to see happen in in a in a marvel movie uh just simply a marvel movie not necessarily an avenger movie just a marvel movie Endgame had done everything that could possibly happen. It was kind of like, where do we go from here? Um, mm-hmm. And for Spider-Man to be like, I could still give you just as much excitement and give you more. Mm-hmm. And I'm the actual close. Endgame was Endgame was the beginning for me. Uh, it, it was it was really perfect. Uh, it was a perfect piece. And then and just to go into uh, Phase Four. Uh, necessarily we're not having any uh, Avenger movies confirmed as of right now. Mm-hmm. I've heard rumors are supposed to be one, um, but as of right now, nothing is really necessarily confirmed. They, showed, they confirmed a lot of other things. Uh, I think the phases will actually be a little shorter, maybe like one to two years, based off what we saw at uh, um, Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's really exciting to see what happens, who's going to be the big bad, how does all that stuff culminate, how does everyone's individual stories culminate to the bigger story and all the stuff like that. I'm super excited. Um, and uh, Tom Holland, uh, the whole cast of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home did their thing. Um, yeah. Um, I think we wanted to do another review um but uh this is running really long at this point uh so we have to do another one hopefully really soon i know i'm supposed to go see uh, hobbs and shaw uh maybe sunday so we might be able to do something then um maybe sunday or monday um also we still have to do reviews for shaft because we both actually seen shaft um we both actually seen uh john wick 3 as well um you said you saw Godzilla. I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna try to catch that. Uh, I would say yeah. I, I say that'd be a good one to to, and that I'd be going to take kids to also. It's it's a good monster. It's way better than the Godzilla 2014. It's way better than that, and 
it's better than Kong Skull Island. So um, that one, I, I say that, that that's a good one. You got to catch like a double feature. If you're uh, Hobbs and Shaw's like at 6 o'clock and you can catch Godzilla at like 4, I'd go early and catch Godzilla. You know, it, it's worth it. It's, it pays off everything. It feels like an, the perfect, it feels like the, finally a good American version of Godzilla. That's what's up. All right, uh, so we're going to close up, guys. But before we close up, you know we got to do Elseworld. So um, it's been a while since we did Elseworld. So since we're off the cusp of uh, Comic-Con, and I've been watching a lot of TV when I can, uh, when I've been off, um, let's just recommend some um, some TV shows, not necessarily movies, but just recommend some TV shows that we have some interest in or we plan on well, where are you necessarily watching right now? I got a few, so I'll let you go first, and then I'll name mine off. Um, I kind of got a list. One that I I really um plan to this week permit is uh, the boys with uh, a guy I mentioned earlier, Carl Urban. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a superhero uh, TV show. Um, it's been it's been advertised as kind of like having a uh, uh, a black comedy type vibe to it and kind of a little bit of twist to where the heroes aren't really all make from what it's from what I've seen in the trailers it's not as dark as like uh, a Watchmen type uh, thing which did we talk about Watchmen? They have their trailer come out on Comic Con. No we oh, didn't talk about that. That's interesting but um yeah that, that's something I, I want to get into what is Seth Rogen and everything so I know there is going to be some black comedy in there, and in fact, huge fan of Carl Urban. So, what uh, Amazon Prime is something I checking checking a couple boxes for me, being the superhero genre and uh, being uh, people guy. You're breaking up. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, the boys is one. I'm, it looks interesting. All right, you got any others? Ah, uh, what else? Um, what's the only one I think that's come up? Okay, so I I got kind of a list. Um, so there's kind of everywhere. Um, the first one is for me is uh, Jet. It's on uh, Cinemax. It's pretty much about a uh, um, world class thief that uh trying to get her life right and she gets entangled in some shit and it turns her life upside down and she's got to get herself out of it and get revenge against um some shit that happened to her so i say a lot of that stuff vaguely but it's a really good show it has um the wonderful carla guino in it she plays the. oh yeah 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 that yeah yeah she looks yeah anything with her i'm watching yeah um she plays an excellent she's the main character and it's fucking excellent and then like all the ensemble people in it because you got like uh fucking uh giancarlo esposito uh you got um who else i'm trying to i think that's probably for most people those are the two people most people would know um in it uh so as that looks it looks really good um if you haven't seen Warriors, that's on uh, Cinemax as well. The first season of Warriors is uh, Warrior, not Warriors. It's Warrior. 
uh, has finished. Uh, it's a great series to hop into um, from a conversation we had earlier. Uh, Runaways, if you haven't watched Runaways, you need to watch Runaways, especially if you've already watched Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger and Runaways should be are they are planning to do a combo show between the both of them. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I have to finish uh, the second season of Runaways. There's two seasons of Runaways, uh, and there is two seasons of of um, Cloak and Dagger. If you haven't seen that, also uh, Ages of Shield is back on. Um, I'm like three episodes behind, so I don't know how long this season will be, but uh, it's a pretty good season. Um, they're not following the the regular Marvel timeline anymore, so also now they're technically a different universe. And with, and it kind of makes sense in a certain way with um, with Phil Coulson being alive, as long as he has, it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, with all the stuff going on, it kind of after I would say after, which definitely makes sense after everything that happened with uh, Infinity War. It kind of deviates from it and goes a different lane. It makes sense. And I keep saying that, but, like, all the stuff that's happened through the seasons for the last two seasons, uh, it definitely makes sense for them to be their own um, universe. Um, What else? Uh, Killjoys just came back on. It's on Sci-Fi. So if you guys are a fan of Killjoys uh, or you haven't heard of it before, it's definitely a show. Go watch it. Uh, It comes on on Saturdays. Uh, It's a 10 to 11 show. Um, what else? What else? Oh, shit. I got, I, I'm like watching a whole bunch of shows at once at this point in time and I'm, I'm behind on everything. Uh, but I want people to watch these shows. Uh, oh, let's see. I'm just going to run through my, uh, my, my, um, my DVR real quick. Uh, Queen of the South is back on. Uh, the Outpost is back on. Pearson is on. That is a spinoff of Suits with uh, Jessica Jessica Pearson. So that is um, uh, I can't remember her real name, and I don't want to call her Lawrence Fishburne's uh, ex-wife. Oh, um, uh, Gina Torres. Gina Torres. This is her spinoff show from Suits. Uh, it looks amazing. I have not got a chance to watch it, but it's I have the first three episodes sitting on my DVR. Also, Snowfall came back on. So, if there's any Snowfall fans, you can watch that. In the In Between, it is a show on NBC. It's about this uh, chick that um, can see ghosts and shit like that, and uh, so and she kind of helps her father uh, with who is Paul um, Blackburn. No, that's not his name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Um, shit. Um, Lance from Arrow. Captain yeah, Lance from Captain Arrow. Lance's Arrow from Arrow. He's on the show. Uh, he plays a detective. Um, and his uh his adopted daughter. Um, she can see uh, she. Uh, what do you call him? Uh, a medium. Uh, no, no, no. She's a medium. I, I guess that's what you would call him. She's a medium, and she can see uh, spirits and stuff like that. And and she gets these uh, visions and shit like that that helps her that kind of helps him solve cases and it kind of goes it kind of she goes to her own shit and that she's dealing with and he's uh, solving cases and they have another person that's in the show um, but it's it's a pretty dope show it's not too bad um what else does what he else? have his real accent 
Uh, the British accent, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's. he's I, uh, I'm gonna watch it then because that he has the most Cockney, Swimney, cheap. Uh, it's swimney, it's uh, small hints accent. of it. It's small <laughs> hints. It's small hints of it, but you hear it though. Because when I remember watching the trailer, it threw me off. I'm like, when did he get an accent? But it, I, I told because I'm so used to him being Captain Lance. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's really nice. Uh, it's a really good show. Uh, Animal Kingdom is back on. I think there's maybe oh where are they? I'm three episodes behind, but it's already up to episode ten of season four. Uh, it's a really fucking good show. Uh, shit is hitting the fan on there. Um, I fucking uh, if you didn't watch Legion, this uh, Legion finished. Uh, uh, was it season three? Yep, Legion. Uh, I believe it was six episodes for uh, episode, uh, season three of legion and it's officially over they said this would be the last season so definitely go watch that since it's done how did that end was it was it was I, it worth it i have not watched it yet uh okay uh nosferatu that is a show that is on amc uh it's based off a book it, it's uh spelled n-o-s four a two nosferatu uh it has uh quentin um God damn it, I can't remember his name. Spock, uh, fucking uh, Siler uh, from Heroes. Uh, Spock from... Uh, oh, Zachary Quinto. Yeah, Zachary Quinto. He is the main villain in the show. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really good show. Is Preacher back? Preacher comes back on either this weekend, this Sunday, or the following Sunday. I think it's the some. I think it's the next Sunday. I don't think it's this early, but Preacher is definitely coming back. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, it's another show, uh, and, and it's on Showtime. It's called City on the Hill. It's uh, so far. Yeah, I got, I got that piling up on my DVR. I'm a binge it. Oh, at one point, but I got that sitting on my DVR now. That show is fucking amazing. It's like uh, I want to say Boston in the late '80s, um, and it's uh, it's a um, a guy named DeCarsi uh what's who is he played by fuck um i'm trying to remember who he's played by uh and i'm watching i'm gonna forget and i don't want to butcher his name kevin uh aldis hodge uh you've seen him in uh what was that uh slavery show that was on tv not too long oh um with the journey yeah, I can't remember what it's called uh, at this moment in time. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but if you know him from that, Aldrich Hodge is in it. He plays one of the main characters. Kevin Bacon plays. Kevin fucking Bacon. Yes, uh, Kevin fucking Bacon is in the fucking show. Uh, he plays another one of the characters. Uh, it, 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 it's pretty much, and I'll read the synopsis because I don't want to fuck this up. This is a really, really fucking good show. Uh, in the early 1990s, I said the 80s, I said late 80s, but it's like 1990s. And the reason why I said late 80s, because some, something happens in the 80s that takes place. The reason why uh, is for Kevin Bacon's uh, character. Um, but in the early 1990s, Boston, violent crimes, corruption, and racism are part of the norm. Hailing from Brooklyn, Detroit, uh, I was about to say Detroit, uh, Brooklyn, Helen from Brooklyn, District Attorney DeCourcy Ward seeks change and informs us a surprising alliance with a hardened FBI veteran. This unlikely duel takes on a family of armored car robbers from Charleston, Charlestown. The case evolves into the change that Boston needs by altering the 
to see his criminal justice system. Uh, it's a really fucking good show. Uh, I recommend anybody who has Showtime or someone who can get Showtime at any point uh, to watch it. Um, if you're a Big Little Lies fan, that came back on. Uh, if you like Claws, that's back on. Uh, I haven't watched Euphoria. I believe it's completely done now. Um, so I'm going to try to binge watch Euphoria. If you don't know what that is, that is the show that was produced by uh, Drake and starring Zendaya. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, oh, Blood and Treasure. That's a pretty good show. Uh, it's about uh, two people who are trying to um, solve mysteries, but they have all a past uh, because of... Uh, one of the characters father's murder father was murdered another character was um fbi i think it's either fbi or cia one or the other uh and their uh paths kind of um roll into each other because of all the other stuff that's going on blah 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 uh it's pretty much about um egypt and uh cleopatra and mark anthony's tomb and um the nazis believing that uh cleopatra's uh, tomb um her her mom her mummified body was um i i was a source of a not i want to say a curse but like uh for like a disease and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's like it kind of go it dips in between times it goes back into like when the nazis were uh took the body and all the stuff like that and it go and it flows in between uh, uh back in that time the name of the show again it's called blood and treasure it is okay it is 12 episodes 12 episodes deep right now um i'll give you a synopsis of that because i'm like pretty much butchering it at this point in time uh uh, globe trotting action adventure it probably only get one season but it's really good unfortunately i hate shows like that where they're really good but they're not gonna go anywhere but mm-hmm. i'm watching it until it ends oh and the season finale is this week tuesday but uh it goes uh globe trotting action adventure drama about a brilliant antiquities expert and a cunning art thief who teams up to catch a ruthless there uh terrorist who funds his attacks through stolen treasures Danny McNamara is a former FBI, I was right, agent specializing in stolen arts and antiquities. Lexi uh, Vazari is a resourceful art thief who is haunted by the tragic loss of her father, which she blames on Danny um, because um, Danny had um, had her father working with them uh, to get uh, uh, the terrorist. His name is uh, Kareem Farouk. Uh, ascending, and I, I'll, I'll just keep going. When the uh, when Farouk a, a sound, oh, I don't know what that sounds with a priceless artifact and kidnaps Danny's mentor, Doctor Anna Castillo. Uh, Danny recruits Lexi to help him find to bring Farouk to justice and rescue Anna. I said Annie, Anna, whatever. As they crisscross through the world, hunting their treasure, Danny and Lexi unexpectedly find himself at the center of a t- uh, 2,000-year-old battle for the cradle of civilization. So, yeah. Cradle of fucking civilization. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not um, Assassin's Creed, but, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good story. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, I would recommend it if someone wants to just like a fun little action-adventure show for the summer. Um, yeah, man. I, I, 
as you can tell, I watch a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. And this is the last season of Suits. I have not watched it yet because I've been so busy with other shit. Uh, but this is the last fucking season of Soups. Uh, there's uh, it's three episodes deep right now. Um, but, yeah, TV is popping during the summer. And I am so excited because I remember when the summers wasn't shit on. Uh, but now there's always something to watch. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but I'm steady busy, so I try to catch shit when I can. Um, hey guys, uh, besides that, we got some great news. Um, we're on a lot more platforms than we used to be. Uh, yes. With the help of Anchor, I, I finally got all the shit together with Anchor. Um, uh, we, we've. We, I come to find out the reason why we couldn't get anything on Anchor is because, well, to get distributed by people, by everyone else, is because we didn't have a picture. So once I added a picture, I sent an email saying, hey, what's, I, well, I sent, a picture, I sent an email saying, hey, I, uh, what's going on? Why can't I be distributed and everything like that? And they were like, well, you don't have a picture. So once you add a picture and we'll see what's going on. So I started adding up. I had a picture and it was like, yeah, uh, you start getting stuff. So. Spotify, Spotify popped up first, so yes, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Breaker, we're on uh, Pocket Cast, we're on Radio Public and Stitcher. Um, so yeah, definitely check us out, listen to us and everything like that. Um, we're on all of those. Um, let's get those uh, social medias out there, so what's yours, uh, Chaos? Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Kyle J. Campbell. And the uh, Wakanda podcast is this Facebook page. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Team Chaos. That's uh, K-A-Y-O-S. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook on the uh, Reality page. Uh, you can also find, uh, if you like talking wrestling, uh, sport, uh, sports entertainment, that's where you'll find uh, a lot of uh, calls on that one. And then you'll also find me on a uh, Knockouts and Three Counts uh, page. Yeah. Go ahead and say that one more time. It broke up. Uh, you can find me on the uh, Knockouts and Three Counts um, podcast. You can find me on the Knockouts and Three Counts Facebook page and the uh, Reality News uh, Facebook page. Uh, you can also find uh, Knockouts and Three Counts podcast on uh, Podcast Detroit. And uh, you can look up, uh, just look up KO3C pod dot com or uh, look that up on uh, Instagram. All right, and you can find me on Facebook, of course, at uh, Mark McKinney. Um, also, you can find me on Checkmate Entertainment. That's a group. Uh, you can find me on a Blacklist Gamer group, as well as, of course, this group. Uh, the probably the most important group to me at this point in time is uh, what kind of podcast is it? Is this? Um, you can find me on Instagram at the red face, the red face monster. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, blacklist gaming, um, or the red face monster as well. I don't really know how that works on there. I, cause I think the top name is blacklist gamers, but like the, the, the small name is red face, the red face and monster monsters. I think, yeah, I think it's either one. I think they can find you on Okay, so yeah, so it's R E D F A C E D um M O N S T A. We the monsters, M O N <laughs> <laughs> Uh but 
<laughs> yeah, man. Um, we appreciate everyone that's been listening to us from the beginning. Um, and everyone that's listening to us now. Um, thanks. <laughs> we promise not to take so long to come back again. Um, and this has been what kind of podcast this. Till next time, peace and hair grease. We're out. Marathon continues. Yeah. Peace.